Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Christy Robinette and uh, Christy's website linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Let's now talk, Christy, about Tales from the Afterlife. I get so many calls from people who have had animals that have passed on wondering if there is a spirit world for those animals. Some people have talked about lying in bed and they see paw prints of a little dog or a cat that they once had, you know, making indentations on the bed. They're there. What do you think? They are, yeah. One of my favorite quotes is from Charles Schultz, you know, and he says, happiness is a warm puppy. And it it's true, you know, whether it's a cat or a dog or a bunny or whatever, um, we definitely, the things that we love, we carry with us to the other side. So I, I've seen more tears shed over pets than I have humans. And even though I'm not considered a pet psychic, um, it, I definitely have, uh, in fact, I have got two cats in my lap right now as we're talking. So I have a connection to animals. And I think that, you know, that there's grief definitely that comes from losing uh, their own, their furry friend, or or not so furry friend. It depends on what type of an animal. But they definitely show us different ways, just like humans show us that they're around. You might feel, you might have a dream with them, or you might hear someone call out your pet's name. You might feel them jump on your bed. You might feel them call in your lap. There's lots of different heaven hellos that they share to let you know that they're okay too. And, you know, and I, I was raised to believe that animals don't have souls and therefore they don't go into an afterlife. And that's again, not what I've witnessed and seen from the work that I've done. We, we definitely, they definitely do have souls and they definitely bring us joy. And if heaven is filled with the things that we love and the joy that we feel, then why wouldn't we have our, our animal, our, our pet on the other side with us. Do they go to the same places that human souls go? I actually do see that that's exactly where they go. And I know that there's some controversy, you know, that's connected with that. But I I do see that, that's, that they're going to the same place. Which is pretty dramatic, which tells you then that life itself just is all the same. Um, there's There's an energy now. I would guess the criticism of animals going to where humans go, talking about their souls now, their spirits, would be because of the religious aspect, right? They probably say, now that's ridiculous. How could a dog go to heaven or something like that? If they haven't been baptized or proclaimed, you know, the right. Lord to be theirs or, you know, absolutely. But they've they've got that simplistic soul, and they're not necessarily sinners. So they don't have to, you know, go through all of that. And even in the Bible, and not to get into theological, you know, debate, but pets and animals are mentioned a ton of times in there. And often there's, they show that there's comfort. 
that they give us, you know, through that. Even if you if you look at the Christmas story, you know, with the whole nativity, you know, scene, the the animals came to see Jesus be born. So, you know, I think that uh, I, I I don't even think I know because I've seen them on the other side, you know, come through, and I, I've had some kind of funny sessions with people's parents or friends who've come through and said, gosh, I got your dang cat with me. I never liked that dang cat, but I got that dang cat with me anyway, hmm. because I love you and I'm going to take care of this cat until you got here. And um, so there's been some sort of funny, funny uh, type of scenarios that have played out with those bringing through loved ones, animals. Christy, a lot of people go into severe grieving over their animals that have died. Yeah, real deep, real deep. And it, it's hard to get through that that grief because a lot of them, you know, again, are sort of raised with that whole philosophy that I was. And, you know, we hear about the Rainbow Bridge and that we'll be together again. And the the poem with the Rainbow Bridge, I actually don't completely see it that way because in in that poem, they talk about them waiting for us on the other side so they don't go to heaven until we do. But like I said, I actually see them go to that other side, and they're with our loved ones, and then they help meet us and help us cross on the other side. Now, they say a dog is probably more intelligent than a cat, but uh, be that as it may, do you think those kinds of uh, animals, those species that have a higher intelligence, let's say more so than a bird or a hamster or something like that or a turtle, do they generally go to different plateaus in the afterlife? It depends on our love for them. And in Tales, I talk a bit about group um, animals. So like every bird that you see, you know, outside and every mosquito that you see isn't necessarily going to the other side, that domesticated animals are given an identity by their humans, and therefore they don't group like, you know, like something that you see on the other side. There's a bit of a difference. So they, they, well, and then we get into reincarnation with them because there can be a reincarnation with both domesticated and, and a wild life, but your Uncle Fred's not going to be a flea, you know, or, you know, you know, Aunt, Aunt Myrna's not, wasn't a dinosaur before. Well, maybe she was a dinosaur before, but wasn't a dinosaur before. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I think if we love that hamster, and even though another person might not love that hamster and there might not be that intelligence, they do still go to the other side. And I've seen everything from from monkeys to to, you know, pet spiders. Well, I was going to say, what about insects? I mean, for example, when I was a little boy, I had uh, ant farms. I would raise them, study them. I mean, I know as much about ants as most uh, people that are experts in insects. And they're very, very intelligent. They, you know, they they have a group, they have a, they have uh, a community. They just do it all. Do they have souls? Little ants? I don't necessarily think that they have a soul, just like bees. Bees are super intelligent as well. I don't think that they. it's necessarily a soul thing. It's more of a love thing. So if you go to the other side and you're like, I love ants and I really want to be around ants, then you can have your ants. 
but it's it's not necessarily like they're all milling around heaven. <laughs> like I don't really want a spider in my heaven. I'm just saying. No, a ladybug is okay. Exactly. I don't want a centipede or a mosquito. I don't want a mosquito there. I'll take a praying mantis before a mosquito. Exactly. So I guess when you go to the other side and you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm building my heaven and this is what I want it to include. You know, if you don't want that spider or or that mosquito, then that's not included in your wish list. What hope do you give people who truly are upset that their animals have died? Oh, they're with Or should I say passed on? Yeah, that, that that they're definitely with them. One of my, I had lost, I'm like I said, I'm a huge pet lover, and I had lost, uh, an, a, his name was Conan. He was a great Pyrenees. He was a huge dog, and he was a gentle giant. He was the sweetest thing ever. And I, I was working for a school district at the time, had to take some personal time to go Take him to, we, we treat our animals better than we do some human beings. So I ended up having to take him to put him to sleep or euthanize him because he ended up getting heartworm. And my boss wasn't a pleasant guy, and I knew he was going to yell at me for being late even, or taking that personal time. And as I was sort of waiting in my car before I was getting up the, the bravery to go in and kind of deal with my boss, and um, a man that I worked with who was kind of an ornery man as well, a maintenance man, his name was Bart. And Bart said, are you okay? And he was, he was not many people would talk to Bart because he was that ornery, you know, type, but you could tell that he had a good soul. And I said, I'm not, you know, and I, I told him the scenario and he goes, can I tell you a story? And I tell the story deeper in tales, but the synopsis is Bart was a veteran and he was in, in the war and he, nobody wanted to work with him. So he ended up being in charge of the canine unit. And so he had this one particular dog that was his dog. And he ended up, the dog became ill. And the vet said, we're going to have to put him down and we have to take the dog away. And he was devastated. And he ended up getting put on an assignment. And the dog ended up, the dog in spirit ended up saving his life Jeez. from a grenade jumped on the grenade, and he thought that he didn't know that the dog had been euthanized yet, and he went to the vet, and he said, I can't believe that you, you know, let that dog out. And they said, what are you talking about? We here's the ashes. Wow. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.